Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining our podcast, Parts, Power, and Leadership, where we explore the experiences of women in leadership through the lens of internal family systems. Co-hosted by Ruth Hescock and Kristen Tand. I'm actually really excited about today's episode. My friend and colleague, she specializes in situationships, which was a new term to me. Was that, have you heard of situationships? I have to be honest, this is a new term for me too. I am very curious to hear more about it. Yes. And I love the term and I love what it stands for. So stay tuned for this episode and you'll hear what Dantea has to say about situationships. So today we're talking with Dantea Mitchell Hunter. And Dantea, you have a couple things going on. You're a licensed mental health counselor and you have a coaching business as well. Mm-hmm. I have that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're super excited to hear about Dantea and, and all of her amazingness today. Uh, so maybe you could start just kind of telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So my name's Dantea. I'm from Seattle in Atlanta. I am that person that uh, any given moment I'll break out into song and dance. doesn't matter where I'm at, grocery store, whatever, <laughs> doesn't matter. And like Kristen was saying, I I'm a licensed counselor, so technically I'm a marriage and family therapist, and I have an online private practice. I've had that going since 2019, 2019, okay. I think. I see individuals and I see couples, and recently I just launched my Worth Everything women's group coaching program, so I'm really excited mm. about that. I would love to hear more about that. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Actually, sometimes it gets me emotional when I talk about it because it's a program that I wish I had in um, my like yeah. like freshman year in college, all throughout college, grad school, a year ago, six months ago. And so the premise of the program is really to build community with other women who constantly find themselves in unfulfilling relationships, which also can mm. be like known in more trendy topics now about situationships. And I help them mm-hmm. get out of that cycle and see themselves as the prize. So that's what we do together. And there's like four modules and short videos and um, short lessons. But really, I, I love the idea of coming together and talking about, say, the lessons like on self-worth or have, living a life um, based on your values alone and coming together and like talk about that. And I share experiences, stories. They share stories and experiences of growth and or stuck points. So it's really nice. You built this on something that you wish you had had. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about parts on this podcast and and how our parts can inspire us to create new things. Yeah, they can. I so I mean, I'm also many things. I'm also a supervisor as well. And so when I work with therapists trying to figure out what's my specialty, what's my niche, I'm always like it's the part that you're most embarrassed about. It's those parts that we might have a lot of shame around. So for me, I feel like I'm really good at what I do because I had a lot of shame around constantly attaching my worth and validation to men. And once I finally got like some kind of rain on that, I have been really able to help women who experience the same thing. And I know because I know the stories, I know the pain. And so that's why I always encourage Mm -hmm. people if they're struggling, like, yeah, look at your look at those parts that are like shadow or you're scared of or shameful. Yeah, like listening into those parts, listening into those shadows can give you a way to do it different. Yes. We all have those parts, right? And when we look at them, they actually 
can do great things. Mm -hmm. Like you said, yeah. like, wow, you know, it's the part we're embarrassed of, you know, yeah. that can be scary to other parts. Like, <laughs> Ooh, do we really want to release this? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, keep it in the dark. You've been going strong for 10 years. Like, what's another 50? That's totally fine. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Something I also really like about your course as you're describing it is the community. That just sounds so powerful. Mm -hmm. Not only to do this work of learning to be the prize, but with other women mm -hmm. come together and support each other through that process. Going back to community after a pandemic, I, I don't know about you all, but it made what felt isolating before, especially as therapists. I think yeah. in private practice, it can be isolating. But but then as a whole, as you know, just a world, we've been so isolated. And so creating mm -hmm. space yeah. where people can have that community. Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, Ruth, I, my like, my actual dream, my, my, my scary shadow part of all of this is I want to do in-person retreats. And this is kind of my stepping. So I'm like, let's all get together on online. And then at the end, we'll have a big celebration. We'll, we'll meet in Arizona or wherever. And we'll have like a, oh. a retreat that's like lush and relaxing. Yes. And, you know, because I, I miss, I miss in-person community. Oh, I hear you on that. That mm -hmm. sounds amazing. And then you will have already built up the relationships before you get there. Exactly. Yeah. I would like the program to get to a place where every time we finish, there's like a retreat we're all looking forward to, like when the next month or two, whether we meet up in Arizona or yeah. there's parts of Florida that I really like. I think that'd be really nice to have like a very lush mm -hmm. and luxe experience. I feel like a lot of women, especially women of color, don't get to experience, right? Like not just oh, like yeah. gray walls, hard chairs, retreat, like couches right. and palm trees right. and cocktails and mocktails and whatever else you want to be doing. Maybe a spa. Oh yeah. Spa, <laughs> pedicure, massages, yep. you know, uh -huh. guys walk around with their shirts off, you know, like serving you like things <laughs> like that or women, yeah. whatever you're into, you know? And it sounds celebratory, you know, like doing all this work with this community and then getting to like celebrate mm. at the end of it and be together. And Oh, that just sounds yes, lovely. Exactly. Pamper yourself a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank this you. is a great, great program. Well, I'm curious, either in your coaching or in your therapeutic practice, what kind of has helped you to kind of take these entrepreneurial steps? You know, we talk with a lot of women that are going into business or are, are taking these kinds of entrepreneurial steps. So I'm just curious, what qualities or steps did you have to take to do that, to make these entrepreneurial leaps? As most things, I feel like it starts in childhood and... I have a mother who, when she was raising me, I was a third child, she wanted to make sure, like, I did all the things, like the American dream, right? Like, I go to college, I get my master's, mm. I get straight A's, all those kind of things. And she was also an entrepreneur in her own right. And so I feel like I already was exposed to that. Mm. And I always felt like what was presented in front of me, like, there was more to, to just this. There was more than just mm. staying in Seattle for my whole mm. life. I think I was in my mid-20s where I just kept feeling like what I want out of life is not lining up with what I'm being offered, like jobs or job qualifications, 40 hours a week. Like I just, it just, I got tired of feeling trapped and, and not, and, and passed over by like my white counterparts, which is really hard, you know? And so sure, a lot sure. of my entrepreneurial leadership experiences has been at my own initiative. I'll sign up for that or I'll take that on for free or yeah, I don't pay me extra. I'll stay late it's in hopes of being promoted. So 
I think it's always right, been within right. me. And I just mm. finally had to take that leap of making my life a life that, I, that I'm excited to live for. Mm. That's powerful. If you think about it, if you're going to pass me over and you're not going to give me the promotions and you're not going to give me these opportunities, mm-hmm. well, then I'm going to go do that mm-hmm. myself because that's, yeah, because there's mm-hmm. more, there's more Absolutely. and I deserve more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and in business, it's something you own. It's mm-hmm. yours. It's like almost like a baby mm-hmm. and you are the one who has the say. Exactly. Exactly. Is a baby that never stops crying and never stops <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I love my baby. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Constant evolution. Yes. What has this leadership show up for you in your businesses and in your life? You know, Kristen, that is something that I've been sitting with a lot more this year and last year. And I constantly have people like telling me like, you're doing amazing or, oh my gosh, and you really encouraged me to take up more space. And for, because of my experience, what I just talked about, I'm not used to getting the recognition. And so it's just really nice to mm-hmm. s- just have people see me yeah. in the place that I've always wanted yeah. to be uh-huh. and not a place of boasting, a place of like, I have been there. Mm. So let me tell you what not to do. And let me really express you how I've been there. And so this program, like Mm -hmm. I said, I get emotional. I talk about it because I wish I had it. And I get excited to work with many more women on like, you don't have to live this way. Yeah. You know, so I see myself as kind of like, I guess the leader in in like a broad sense, because it's my program. Mm -hmm. I'm the one showing up and doing these calls. However, I see myself as like a guide. Like mm-hmm. a guide and then someone to mm-hmm. someone to look towards. Like if you could do it, then I can do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If that answers your question. You're a leader. Yeah. I mean, well, what I was thinking as you're saying that was like a leader through example and a leader through your mm-hmm. experience and owning your experience mm-hmm. and speaking about it unabashedly and truthfully and with mm-hmm. passion. And it's inspiring to others. If she can do that, I can do that. I just needed a model yeah. for it. Yeah. And you said yeah. taking up space. I can't tell you how much that comes up, right, Kristen, in this podcast? Mm-hmm. And about how oh, yeah. how many yeah. parts, right, influenced by different life experiences can feel like mm-hmm. it's not okay. And then realizing, yeah. oh, my gosh, it is okay to take up space. Yes, it is. I I mean, I've even had people, I joined um, a business group here in Savannah, like for women Uh and they, they make fun and they're also being serious. Like, Montea, you're, you're so direct and like, you're to the point, like, I always know where I stand with you. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, that's actually not a bad thing because I live so much of my life in the other part of myself mm-hmm. where, yes, I'm perfectionism and people pleasing and I don't want to make you upset. It's about you, not me. I'll hold my feelings. Mm-hmm. And now I just, I say what I don't like. I say what I'm not going to accept. And I offer like, this is, this is how we can interact with each other, you know? Yes. So mm-hmm. I, it's, it's just a really cool space to be in and a new space to be in for myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. My first reaction when you were saying that was when someone is that direct, it increases mm. trust for me. There's not like any kind of secret agenda. That's There's true. not any kind of manipulation. Right. There's those are all my parts. <laughs> <laughs> but I know who you are. It feels mm-hmm. safe. It's a piece of it. Which is interesting yeah. because 
often people pleasing parts that really resonated with me when you talked about that is like they're often mm-hmm. protectors, right? They're trying to protect ourselves, right? By keeping, oh, yeah. I don't want you to get yeah. upset, you know? Yeah. And and yet that can break trust in relationship. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. People pleasing perfectionism was my jam. And so it's very easy to slip back into that. And I get these visceral memories mm-hmm. of what it's like to be silent, to silence myself. Mm. yes and when you say visceral like in bodies like you can yeah in my body like I I can like literally feel myself wanting to like rage you know it's almost like my body saying we're not going back to that place again so instead of Mm -hmm. this feeling comforting Mm -hmm. we're gonna make it feel like very unpleasant Mm -hmm. you know and then I just Mm -hmm. like start spiraling and circling and like get anxious and I just don't like to feel that way more than I already do, you know, from day to day. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't feel good. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go back to being silent. Yeah. And I love that you said rage. I I love rager parts. I just feel like, (laughs) you know, we we talk about how anger gets a bad rap, but I'll tell you what, like when we talk about IFS and parts, I often feel like ragers, angry parts, like they want to be hurt. They are sick of taking shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I tell I tell my people, like I think I'm I think I'm due for a rage moment. I think <laughs> I think it's gonna happen before the year's out. You know, uh-huh. you know how you go through life and you're just like, gosh, I just don't know how much I've worked on myself not to not to respond back in a certain way. And I'm just thinking, I'm due for one. Like mm-hmm. I'm due for to be like, <laughs> you don't deserve the heal part of me. So here it comes. Like, uh-huh. I don't know when it's going to uh-huh. happen. Probably at a grocery store. It's happening. Like, <laughs> it's happening. I love it. <laughs> Almost like you embrace yes. it. You're like, let's yes. do this. This needs, this needs exactly. to come out. It's right. exactly. And needed and due. Like, I will mm-hmm. channel my, like, Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> and I will, I will, will have a moment. Yeah. 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 When you were just talking about not being seen, being short, but also being a woman of color, has that been part of that experience too? People not seeing you, people bypassing you. I would imagine you can only go along swallowing that for so long before it's like, yeah, no, (laughs) this isn't going to happen. Well, especially, you know, like I'm from Seattle. It's very white there. Oh, sure, yeah. Those microaggressions happen so often that I'm actually going back home and I have to like prepare myself. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. due, and so we'll see what happens. Yeah. And it's it, but it's it's hard. People either don't see me because I'm short, yeah. or people don't see me, or don't want to pay attention to me because I am black. Mm. And you know, I'm just over it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, we need our protectors, you know, that I say you can't cure normal, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, protectors are still needed. It's like you talked about, well, the healing, the healed part of me, but (laughs) yeah, no, I mean, those other parts are needed at times. Yeah, exactly. I'm not Gandhi. I don't inspire to be Gandhi. (laughs) Like this is, this is me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Are there other challenges that you've experienced or maybe even the opposite, like successes that you've experienced along this journey to being an entrepreneur? I think for me, who like a recovering perfectionist, it's very hard to see the success points, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, done. Next, next carrot. Okay, next carrot. Okay, next carrot. (laughs) Next, like, it's just like, 
I don't give myself that time to celebrate and I want to do more of that. Mm. So I have to really think about that. Like, what are the success points? I mean, well, definitely joining, joining LIM and increasing my fee mm-hmm. and uh, going out on my own and starting a private practice. I never, ever had plans of starting a private practice. Wow. Okay. My uh-huh. life had changed to where I was like, I need to make $500 more a month. I just need to make $500 more. I was like, how can I do that? Let me open a private practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to brick and mortar, or brick and mortar, which I learned what that actually meant that same year. <laughs> so that was 2018 <laughs> when I learned what that meant. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. I wanted to be online and I kept getting so much shit about like, why would you want to be online? Why don't you want to be in person? Well, mm-hmm. I don't want to work with you if you're not in person because I feel like it's going to be different. So I just pushed through mm-hmm. and then boom, here we are. If you're listening to this episode, I bet you're wondering what behaviors you're doing that keep you from getting your needs met and ending up in situationship after situationship. I got you. I've created a situationship quiz and I'm so excited about it. Take the quiz to discover more behaviors and more tips for navigating situationships because I know you're in more than one right now no judgment, boo-boo. I used to have five situationships at a time. Yes. So you're not alone. You can find the quiz at www.dontea.co forward slash quiz. That's D-O-N-T-E-A dot C-O forward slash quiz. I'll drop it in the show notes as well. Okay, back to the episode. Yeah. 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 So that's been a success point and um staying 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 closely tied to like the hours that I want to work and um some low points is just like to keep going. There are many I've never fantasized so much of getting a nine to five job in my entire life. Like there are so many moments in like working for yourself mm-hmm. and it usually happens like when you know like the the valleys like the flow of money like right. high and a little yeah. bit lower or oh my god I forgot like taking a week off man I lose a week of income yes. like all these things that I'm, <laughs> that yeah. I'm learning and being a business owner those are moments where I'm like yeah I'm gonna go work at Starbucks like just <laughs> moments moments <laughs> like that <laughs> so it's scary because I'm constantly like did I make the right choice? And so I had a reframe. I don't know if I'm still answering a question. I'm just something I'm always yeah. talking about. You're doing Thank great. You. <laughs> the perfectionism loves that. Thank you for my gold star. <laughs> yeah. During the perfectionist part, keep going. going. <laughs> we love you. So I tell myself, like, even, even if, like, the worst case scenario with my business, the worst case scenario is getting a job. Okay. And, like, how, like, privileged is even that? Like I can get a job today if I wanted uh-huh, to uh-huh. with, you know, with our license, True. with my skill set, with the hours, the hours, the years I've been in practice, I can get a job until telling myself if I need to get a job for financing or if I need mm-hmm. to get a job because I, I really want to take that opportunity to go to Ireland and I can work on this job for two months or whatever. Like just really telling myself it's all going to be okay. Whatever right. happens. Sure. Well, and I love that you're kind of touching on this point because I do think as a business owner, there is all that freedom, right? But there's also a lot of uncertainty and it's like, mm-hmm. and and yeah. even just like taking a vacation, is that okay? Because I, not only do I not get paid, but then I have to pay for the vacation, right? So it's twice as expensive. 
So it's there and, you know, it does ebb and flow. So it can be scary. I know I have parts of me that are get real scared. (laughs) So, yeah. And as, as business owners, entrepreneurs, it's just something we have to factor in and it can be really scary Mm -hmm. for sure. And that's partly why we set up our businesses and our practices and our fees and all these things so that we can do Mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. You know, that's, it's a, for sustainable life. I know you've done a couple of courses. Do you feel like these courses have been, you know, ways that have kind of pushed you forward or do you feel like you would be getting to where you're at without some of these side courses? I think it's a both. And I think if I wouldn't have taken limb or side hustle or whatever program I'm not remembering that I probably have taken, I would have been probably five years behind. Okay. Like where I'm at now. Okay. And I think by enrolling in those courses, I think altogether I've spent like, I don't even know, probably 10 grand in the past like two years Mm -hmm. on courses. It has catapulted me like in spaces and arenas that I wouldn't have been able to be in uh, because of my connections. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. had the bravery to do so. Like, I think I, I believe in equifinality. Like, if we work with the same client, we'll still get them to the same point. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll just take different journeys right, right. to get there. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I believe that I will still get to that place that I want that where I envision my life, um, which is eventually just owning a tiki hut on an island and selling cupcakes <laughs> and cocktails. So all this is like, get me there. You know, so I think, I think I would yeah. still get there either way. This, I just took a different route because for me, I can be very lazy and I need accountability. And these programs have mm. helped me, to get those needs met. Like providing a yeah. structure. Yeah, a structure, hand-holding. I think in the last the last program I was in, it was nine and a half months. And there were women in there that would literally send me private messages. Hey, I haven't heard from you. Hey, I saw you on the call today. Didn't really seem like yourself. What's going on? Like mm-hmm. really like pouring mm-hmm. in. And I, and I think that if I didn't have that, it would feel really lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, community and accountability. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing your experience with some of these programs because I, I think that's another piece of being an entrepreneur is that it's easy mm-hmm. to go it alone mm-hmm. and to feel like you have to do everything yes. yourself and that investing mm-hmm. can be really scary because people feel like, oh, I need to make the money before I spend mm-hmm. the money. And sometimes it's actually the opposite, yeah. that sometimes investing will catapult your business further sure, yeah. faster. And it's always a risk. You know, I've invested in some courses that were dropping the budget, <laughs> but others that have transformed my mm-hmm. life. And you're investing in the courses, but you're also investing in yourself by doing, I mean, it's like yeah. you're learning mm-hmm. something new. I mean, I know for me and my journey, I actually probably ended up spending more money because I didn't do that. And I have exactly. going back yes. and undoing mistakes that I made because mm-hmm. I was trying to go it alone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I have gotten to the place now where I feel like everyone should be talking about money because mm-hmm. I, when you talk about money, you yeah. make more money. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know, like your listeners, like how much sometimes people spend to get to where they're at. And as I'm learning more and more, a lot of people are paying like 20 grand for coaching. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and they're in mm-hmm. positions where I'm like, I want to be there too. And at the same time, you don't have to do any of that. You can do whatever you want. I just know what works for me. 
we also want to promote your business. So maybe can you say that for us again of like, where can people find you, Dante, or can they find your amazing programs? and Yes. Soirees and Therapy is my online private practice and soireesandtherapy.com. And you can sign up for free consultation, individual therapy, couples therapy. I also have a coaching business that is called, I have a program, it's called Worth Everything. And it's for women getting out of unfulfilling relationship cycles who want to see themselves as the prize. And then I have a very cool podcast that's called Situation Shit. And it's where I talk about how my experience with relationships and how I've made mistakes. And then I talk about this is what you can do differently. And mm. this is how we can get out of uh, toxic relationships and things like that. And I bring people on and we share stories. So it's a, it's a fun time. Oh, great. Yes, yeah, yes. I'll have to check that out. And you said that's kind of become something in mainstream culture, that, that word yeah. or that, that phrase. Can you describe just real quick what it is? Yeah, yeah. So there are so many knows. ways to describe it. So situationship, it, the word has been around for years. It's just getting more traction, I would say. So people used yeah. to say, oh, I'm in a relationship, but it's complicated. Or, um, you know, we're hooking up, whatever. So a situationship is a relationship without a title. Oh, right? okay. Gotcha. The word is situation ship. My podcast is situation shit. It's a it's a few plays on words. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, relationship without a title. So there's relationships that like like they're maybe non-committal or with benefits. Yeah, with benefits. And like hanging yeah. out. Yeah. However, they're very toxic at its core, right? Because yeah. a situationship is we're hanging out, we're doing all the things one would do if we were committed in the monogamous or Mm-hmm. you know, a romantic relationship, yet there are no rules, there are no boundaries, and there's no expectations that can at least be spoken. Okay. And so then when you try mm-hmm. to start to to clarify yeah. what we're doing here, it's like, oh, we're just we're just hanging out. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's still emotions attached and that's how it becomes really toxic. And um I mean I've that's what I'm saying. I've been in situations for years, like half of my life, I feel. Because it, it can also be friendships. It could be mm-hmm. work. It could be family. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. just a toxic relationship that has um, a lot of pain and hurt inside of it. Yes. Oh, this is I am excited stuff. to check this out. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you, Dante. This was yeah. such a delight to have you on. And I'm excited to promote your stuff that you have going on this is great thank you yeah i'm so happy i'm here i know kristen you have been talking about this months ago and i'm glad that you guys were able to connect and because ifs is like the new it girl and so i'm excited (laughs) that you guys are doing this (laughs) it's needed so thank you again for your inspiration and your leading by example it's it's powerful stuff of course And thanks for coming on and talking with us. It's super fun. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Wow. Another great interview. Kristen, how was that for you? I just, wow, I had some parts come up. Yeah, I noticed a couple things myself. Dante had said that recognizing that when you're in a situationship, that there's all these boundaries that are not spoken. And so when you get the clarity, she used that word clarity, then you can get out of those toxic relationships into something that is more filling for yourself. And when she said clarity, I was like, oh, self. When you are recognizing that there aren't boundaries in your relationship, it's a more self-led process of how do I take care of me versus how am I 
showing up in this relationship for somebody else. So that stuck out to me when she said that. That brings up self. But then as she's describing what a situationship is and how there's really no definition, it made me think of my own experience with that and parts of me that would get into situations like that. Mm. And as I reflect on that, I would say often my younger parts. Mm-hmm would be drawn to something that is not defined, right? Mm. But it fulfills some kind of a need yeah. that a part probably holding a lot of burdens is attracted to. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a part that experienced burdens and... A part that might feel lonely. Mm-hmm. A part that is probably young felt maybe abandoned emotionally or whatnot. And just having that other person present eases some of that almost existential anxiety. Mm. Yet it's not real connection. It's not real relationship. Oh, I love that. That's a really good description. Oh, and relatable, right? Like just having someone Mm. else there with you makes you feel less lonely, even though you might not be seen even more. Right. You could be even more lonely in a toxic situation, yet the young part doesn't know that. It just sees another human. Totally. Yeah. But having a word for it allows us to develop some awareness around it, that this is a real thing. Yeah. And those trailheads, as we call them in IFS, oh, why am I doing that? Why do I keep ending up in those relationships? And that's what sounds like Dante's course completely encompasses and comprehends for people is the big picture and how to get yourself out of that. What a powerful journey. Good to know how to get out of toxic situations. (laughs) (laughs) And which parts are attracted to them. Yeah. And what they need. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What they're looking for. So yeah. Another great interview. I know. So lovely. Yes. Well, thank you all for joining us and tuning in. Again, if you like this episode, please give us a like or send us a comment. We'd love to hear from you and we will... We will see you, hear you. We'll see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time.